The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Rebound, six assists for James, who turned 34 years old. Yes! chicken for sure! All the day! Mother chicken. Oh, did he give him one on that? No doubt about it. Cook no smothered chicken. Miles Turner takes that and just hammers it down with Kuzma. Not again. Where to cover up? Neil the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 6 oh. assists for James. Oh, oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, 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 oh no! Oh, no. Right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor on the deep foot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Welcome to episode 37 of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook, and sitting next to me as always, Jake Light and Eric Hawk. Very special episode here today. We've had a hell of a 24 hours, and we just cannot wait to talk to you guys. It's been a 24-hour time period. The ups and the downs, the deciding to go down to Hooters, to the just demolishment of roughly 50 wings, a couple beverages... Uh, no, nothing too heavy. Nothing too heavy. It was pretty easy. Um, we just wait on Lance, and then lo and behold, he screwed us like a house cat. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, he said in an interview earlier in the day that he don't was. Don't give gonna... up too much info yet. We're going to go more into our experience. All right, never mind. It wasn't... We were just at Hooters, so happenstancely, <laughs> and we were just there eating, and, <laughs> and Lance never showed up. Surprise. I do have I a, got a very special my... Hooters segment here in a minute. Okay. Okay. I want you guys to rate your experience there. (laughs) Give all the details. All right. Let's recap that game. Pacers, Lakers, thoughts? (coughs) Doesn't get much better than that butt kicking. I mean, it was just hitting on all cylinders. Sumner started heating up. Corey Joseph came out of his slump. Um, Miles Turner, I mean, just a couple of huge blocks. I think he ended up with four blocks. He had about 22 points. He scored 11 straight. Um, It just really looked like the Lakers defensively were just not interested whatsoever in playing defense. And then it just looked lethargic on offense. Um, <clears throat> give a shout out to uh, Collison. He did. He looked okay. What's uh, his nickname? Uh, according to my sheet here, we're calling him Big Dick Collison. <laughs> uh, That's mostly referring to the game before against the Pelicans. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, Collison's doing fine. I, it, we'll get into it a little bit more with trade talk or whatever. But, um, it was just a nice game. Uh, a lot of Lakers fans there with LeBron jerseys. I don't respect anybody with LeBron's Lakers jersey. I don't respect them. You just became a fan. Yeah. I respected the guy with the Kyle Kuzma zero jersey though. I mean that's. I mean you're only buying that jersey if you truly love the Lakers. It's true. Anyways, yeah, go ahead, Hawk. Uh, from what I remember, because I was just in a fit of rage after the game because <laughs> we got stood up by Lance. I remember Sumner broke out of his shell a little bit, had his first, I'd say, competent game as a pacer. Holiday 
showed what he showed us, you know, earlier in the year and at times this year played a great game. Maybe increasing trade value possibly. possibly. I don't want to say it out loud, but it. you never know. And it was one of those games we were due. It seems like these past couple of weeks we've been struggling a little scoring ever since the obvious uh, thing we will not talk about anymore, uh, the injury. So I think this is the game that was definitely needed and we've been due for a while. And it just felt like we fired on all cylinders across the board. So three-game winning streak Yep. after a four-game losing streak. Yep. Uh, Lakers win definitely the best win, 40 wins. LeBron – or 40 wins, 40 over 40 points. LeBron's worst loss ever. I love that. Love that stat. Uh, Sheesh. Next, next four before the All-Star break, all at home, Clippers, Cavs, Hornets, Bucks. I think all four winnable games, Bucks being the hardest, are the Pacers back? I think so. After last night, I wouldn't – they're back in the sense that I think they're playing – everyone's playing well right now. And it took it a while to get us in the groove. But, I mean, three-game winning streak – you got to respect that anytime that happens. So I think I'm going to label them as back right now. Yeah, I think we're back. We're playing. We're back to playing the way we can. Um, it it just took us a minute to get over the Oladipo thing. Kind of, I guess we sulked. Uh, didn't it didn't look like it was going to go well, but we you know tightened up the bootstraps, pulled them on up, and oh, we're playing good basketball. I think the Clippers they're obviously in sell mode. They'll probably trade. Uh, either Gallinari, you know, Patrick Beverly, somebody of substance, but you know. Tomorrow, so it should be a you know nice game unless we make a big deal and we don't have all our parts either. So I really like the Clippers, obviously <clears throat> Cleveland, and then uh, Charlotte could pose a little bit more of a threat if they trade for Gasol, likes being reported. They're discussing. And then obviously Milwaukee's a big game for us. Absolutely. Yeah, I think if we go three and one, good oh, finish I'm, to the break. It's tickling, good, great finish to the break. Yeah. I'm tickling pickles for a three and one finish. Exactly. And that leads me to this next. And point. would that be our best? Oh. Record in All Star break since when? It would probably have to be 13, 14. Yeah. I don't know uh, what the record was. One. I'm going to ask Pat Boylan because he's in my next stat. Okay. Pat Boylan knows everything. Yeah, he does. Pat Boylan tweeted today something interesting that I wanted to know, but I was too lazy to look up. His tweet was The Pacers, if they finish the season at 14 and 14, Brooklyn would have to finish the season 22 and 5 to catch up with them just to tie or pass them, whatever. So. At that rate, if they finish the season 500, they're likely to clinch a playoff berth in mid-March. So if they can at least go 500, there's no way the Nets are catching up to them. They got the fifth seed on lock. Not a chance. No. Yeah. I, I really – fifth seed, I mean, it would be really it would be really nice if we get the fourth seed, but I don't know if we're going to be able to – It's going to be hard now, especially with that trade. For who, the would be, who would our matchup be? It would be the Sixers or Celtics. Sixers or Celtics. So it's, tough matchup. Very yeah. tough matchup. And I won the home court advantage. Hopefully it's not Sixers right now. So they just you know what? what they, they don't have a bench. Who's uh, on their bench? I can't they name have a five guys that average seven. I have a, a theory. Game. Here's what I do, and it would just be god awful. Throw Jimmy Butler as the sixth man and tell him, you know, for six, seven minute stretches, you're the guy on the court. Go do it. I mean, Tobias Harris, that there's broke no my heart. There's no way in Trey coming. No, there's absolutely no way in hell. No. I mean, he's way too selfish. But that's what I would at least try to do. And I, Tobias Harris, I wanted him bad. I woke yeah. up today, got on the account. And he I, could still. That trade happened at like 2.30 in the morning. He could still yeah. leave. He could still leave in free agency. 11, it's going to be a lot more difficult. How are they going to sign all those guys? That's The GM said that they wanted to sign a big four like that, and that was his goal after that trade, which scared me a little. Because, you know, they had some pieces. That's a, that's a scary four right there. And then Redick, I mean, that's a scary four. I like awesome. the deal, though, for the uh, the Clippers. I mean, they got 
a lot. Almost cussed there, but they got a lot of stuff. They got rid of Boban though. Yeah, yeah Boban. that was sad. Yeah, that was sad. Him and Tobias have been traded two times in a row together. Yeah, together. They're just boys. They're just boys. But no, and I liked uh, Shamet <clears throat> Landry Shamet. Yeah, I think he's he's a pain good. in the ass. He's yeah. I mean, I I really liked him. I liked the picks they got and. Um, a team that's rebuilding, man. Keep rebuilding, Clippers. They're doing it the right way out there on the West Coast. Now, now we can talk about it. Okay. Hooters. So, many of you know from our Twitter page, uh, Lance Stevenson tweeted out, or not tweeted out, he said in a conference yesterday, Scott Agnes reported it, along with other many reporters. Scott going to be on the show here in a few minutes. Uh, he reported that Lance said on video he was going to Hooters after the uh, game – Tuesday night, or yeah, Tuesday night, um, and he was going to hang out with the fans. Um, so we, being the born ready to pod podcast, felt that we had to be there. Yes, I'll be. I'll admit I was hesitant at first. Uh, hesitant. I didn't want to go. I didn't really think it, it was going to be worth my time. And then Hawk kind of gave us like this, you know, big speech, said that we needed to be there. What's one night of sleep? I think. So I mean, that kind of moved me. So we all decided to make the trip down. And uh, we get there at 7 o'clock. Uh, Jake, of course, forgets his wallet, so that delayed us a little bit. But we got there right at tip-off, which was perfect. Perfect. Um, and watched the game of Hooters. Uh, you know, had a nice meal. <laughs> I can't remember what everybody ordered here, but we at least had wings in our meal. Uh, and we were just waiting on Lance Stevenson to show up. And uh, we were there for about three hours, maybe a little bit longer. And uh, got the tweet, got the message afterwards that he was not showing up. Very disappointed. Very I disappointing. Was, I was not totally shocked in a way, but I was disappointed. We, we had discussed. On our walk-in, I remember saying to you both, prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> because if you get you your hopes up, that. if you get your hopes up, you're just going to be let down. It was. It was It was a very disappointing time. Um, and the best part was is we were hightailing and thinking, oh, my God, people are going to wait there the whole time for Lance. We walk right in. We have the best the best possible seat at the whole, you know, bar area. To see the walk. <clears throat> I mean, we were there. He would, We would have been the first table he walked by. And we had like seven TVs just right in our face. I mean, it, could, it, it was just, it was magnificent. And then Agnes kind of slid in the DMs. Uh, he was going to meet up, I think. He was going to meet up and we had a spot ready for him. And uh, he just said, hey, he ain't coming. He ain't coming, I think is exactly what he said. And uh, the night pretty much got worse from there. Yeah, and Agnes has never lied to us before, so we just we just said, let's get out of here. Let's Put all of our faith in Mr. Agnes. Yeah. He definitely did. It was the right choice. Um, shout out to our waitress, Nahalia. Najala. Nalisha? Najala. We'll just call her Nala, but she was great. No. And uh, the cheesecake at the end was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I, had the, I had the chocolate peanut butter shooter. It, it was fantastic. It was I, I did not go with the dessert. However, I can confirm at multiple times, Hawk had to stand up. And he, he said the calories you're getting. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, glad, if we would have had to wait for Lance for maybe like another hour, I might have fallen asleep right there. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was it getting was rough there. Um, Are we? Uh, but we did have a good time. Yeah, we, we had, had a, a great good time. And I think we all have agreed that anytime there's a must-win game now, it's for Hooters. the Pacers, we're going to Hooters. <laughs> I, I think we're going to have a Born Ready to Pod night there if you if our listeners want to join us. Yeah, and we will definitely go there and watch a game. <laughs> It'd be a line out the door. A must-win like, game, we have to be at Hooters. It's yeah. just a yes. fact. The line was out the door uh, at the end of the game for Lance. Uh, like I said, there was probably, what, 40 people in there during the game? Not yeah. very much. It's a big place. Then the line was out the door after the game. Lakers, quote-unquote quote, quote, quote unquote, Lakers fans, 
and Pacers fans coming in, lying out the door, and then he ends up not showing up. Travel schedule, I just don't know how that changes within that many hours. But I, I guess I don't know the NBA lifestyle. So you know I what? I did read an interesting – I read an interesting comment. It was somebody – just a peon like us, just on the Twitter world responding to... I might have been responding to Agnes. The weather last night, there was a lot of fog, there was rain, and so they were trying to get out because it was supposed to rain and stuff all day. So they were trying to get out in front of that. Don't know if that had anything to do with it, but... It's just, I should have known after last week, I went on my little Lance Stevenson hissy fit about how he left us twice. Why do we still worship this man? And he stood us up at Hooters. I mean, what? that's ironic that it just, I just fell. You let fell, him back in again. I just fell right back into that trap, like just an ex-girlfriend. Like, one more and you time. know the worst part is you're going to do it again. If, if he was going to Hooters, let's say tomorrow, I'd probably try to show up there at least. And the biggest story was we were featured in the athletic piece this we were the morning. headliner. Two or three paragraphs discussing our podcast and our quote from Thank the you, Mr. Agnes. Yeah. Scott Agnes, shout out there. Make sure you go sub- subscribe to The Athletic. I mean, that's big time right there, isn't it? It's got to be. I mean, thank you, Scott. Yeah. I mean, when he asked us, he was like, what names can we put with it? We were like, not name. Why don't we just go born ready to pod? Yeah. I think, you know, that's... One collective unit. Yeah, one collective unit. No one wanted to, you know, put their name on it, per se. And then another little added bonus... On Bleacher Report app. I Whoa. Mean, we slid in, got on Bleacher Report app, so we're kind of a big deal now. I mean, we've been kind of a big deal, but yeah. now it's just, we're a big deal. Yep. And uh, I just want to get really snobby. I don't know. If a fan comes up to me and want to talk, I might just you know, be a snob ass to him. I don't know. We'll see. I've been thinking about that. I always say, if I'm out in public, what am I going to do when someone approaches me now from all this fame we're getting? <laughs> well, what, what have you decided you're going to do? Well, I haven't really thought that far because no one's even ordered a T-shirt yet, so they obviously don't give a shit about us. Touchy subject. Very touchy subject. Hey, right. that, but that's not fair because my grandparents ordered two. That's true. Shout that's out, true. Grandma. So, anyways, to recap, Pacers whoop LeBron's ass. Yep. Big Dick calls him. Uh, the Pacers are back. Pat Boylan is a genius. Hooters, great food, great atmosphere. Hooters, don't trust Hooters, Lance Hooters. Stevenson. And last question before we go to our interview with Mr. Agnes. Born ready to pod trivia. We've done this on the last few episodes, so I'm going to keep it going. I hate this. Question for today. Five players have worn... I should say PSA. It is episode 37, so it's obviously going to be about the episode number. Five (laughs) players have worn the number 37 in NBA history. I'm not going to make you name the first one. The first one's Jack Smiley. He He wore it in 1949. Um, so I want you to name the other four. They all four have played since 2000. Is Wait, hold on. Is this a Pacer history or NBA history? NBA history. How many are in the league right now? Right now there's one. Did, CJ Watson. What number he's is he? not 32? No, not him. Uh, Ron Artest? There's one. Ron Landry Shamet. What number is he? Uh, he's not 37. Didn't Mehmet Okur? No. God, I'm taking it. I have no idea. I don't this think I'm going to. I literally. you got to give us some upset. kind of hand. Yeah. So one of them thing. was a head coach here recently. Now he's not. Is that No. Jason close. Kidd? Close. Same position. Scott uh, Skiles. Very <laughs> terrible organization he Tyrone coached. Tyrone Lue. Very terrible organization he coached. Mark Jackson. Nope. I'm naming a lot of terrible. Played artists. for the Lakers. Earl Watson. He played for the Lakers. Byron Scott. Nope. 
He played. Luquan? No. <laughs> Could be fired. I don't know. Okay, hold on. Him I mean, and Matt Barnes have gotten into it. Oh yeah, about the wife. Who the hell is it? He coached. He coached the Knicks, right? Derek Fisher. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. Derek Fisher was thirty-seven. Derek, he wore thirty-seven in OKC because he was the age thirty-seven. It's crazy how many shitty point guards just get fired from the NBA. I just um, named like seven. The other, the one that's a current active player, Hawk has mentioned his name on the podcast before. Not a very well-known player, and he plays on the Celtics. Daniel Tice. No. Aaron Baines. Baines. No. Uh, it's Ojale. There you go. Shimmy Ojale. <laughs> Shimmy Ojale. So All right, one more. One more. Uh, this one, two last names. Is it Jack Smiley? Yeah, no. I thought he wore 37. Three, well, he did <laughs> in 1949. Okay. I knew it was around that time. Uh, this guy has th- two last names. He played for the Lakers, the Nuggets, Trying to think of other teams he played for. Nick Van Exel. He got it. Oh, dang. <laughs> Nick nice. Van Exel. Word on the Golden State Warriors. There you go. So Five in history. That's kind of crazy. Five in history. I don't know if we can keep that going because the numbers from here on out are just going to be very hard to, to guess. Can you name a 38 off the top of your head? I mean, that might be our question next week. Don't go ahead of yourself. We'll All right. Study next week. Um, bonus question. Why did Ron Artest choose the number 37? I'm trying to think. It was in I think 2009. Well, here's 2010. my here's my question. He wore 91, right? Nine plus one equals ten. Three plus seven also equals ten. Does that have anything to do with the number ten? His no. birthday, March seventh. No. Does it have anything to do with world peace? No. Is it anything to do with his rap career? It does have to do with music. Oh. Not his career, though. Three. Is he a fan of the 3-6 Mafia? So much so that he want to name him the 3-7 Mafia? <laughs> no. Okay. I have no idea. Uh, he you chose the, the number to honor Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's Thriller album was number one on the charts for 37 straight weeks. Really? That was his that decision? That was why. I remember, I remember that stat and I, when uh, it came out, and I was like, I have to have that as a bonus that's a good. That's a good little tidbit of knowledge. Yep, so that's going to wrap that up. Coming up next, our interview with Mr. Agnes. Fat Agnes. <laughs> I'd like to take a second to tell you about our new friends from TickSplits, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained services charges, at TickSplits, the price you see and the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TickSplits.com and enter promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, promo code ARMCHAIR. TickSplits, guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from Indiana University, an astounding writer for the athletic, standing at six foot tall, even the great, the powerful, the Scott Agnes. What's going on, guys? <laughs> I appreciate the uh, warm welcome. Yeah, you now have an official intro song, so just in case you ever come and, back on. And oh. it sounds like I might have a new agent or something. <laughs> How's it going? I'm doing well. A uh, little bit of a Lance hangover in town, isn't there? Yes, we got plenty of Lance questions here for you today, that's for sure. 
<laughs> Yesterday, honestly, was pretty wild, especially when he brought out the old Hooters quote to me in the middle of shoot-around that went viral. <laughs> I wish it didn't. Scott, I wish it didn't yeah, go I viral. I wish you wouldn't have tweeted that now. Why is that? Well, you didn't show up. Did you, have any, did you get any hate texts from that at all? Get any hate texts? He just didn't show up. I didn't know if people took it out on you for, for, for <laughs> reporting it. No, and I, I saw a post saying only Lance would invite people and then not show up. Well, it wasn't his choice. The yeah. the team's chartered flight was leaving. This wasn't like he chose to, uh, you know, hit hit Fountain Square or something instead of going to Hooters. It wasn't up to him. Yeah, I've been under the impression that, from what we've heard, he didn't want to sign here on two separate occasions. So I was kind of, I was backing off the Lance train a little bit. And then this opportunity came up to meet him, so we just jumped on it right away. Didn't even think twice about it, just like an ex-girlfriend we've been saying. And then he, he, he did. It wasn't his fault he let us down, but in turn, you know, the outcome's still the same. No, you are right. He did have two chances to stay with the franchise, coming off his rookie contract after four years. Remember, the Pacers made a, a made a like a movie for him, yeah. and had a private showing right at midnight, and his dad and others. Thought he could get more, that Born Ready was worth way more than that, so they turned it down. He went to Charlotte, and that just didn't work out. And then this past summer, yes, the Pacers did turn down his team option because they wanted to maintain some flexibility depending on what other guys did. And then they did ultimately go back to Lance with a similar offer for the same type of money and the same type of money that he is getting in Los Angeles. And I can't understand why a guy would be um, a little hurt uh, about that. Hey, you don't think I'm good enough to pick up my option? I can understand that. Yeah. But still, I would have thought that after what had Lance had gone through, going to all those different teams, coming back, finding success once again here, calling it home as he continues to do, I still thought he would understand and uh, realize what he would be missing out on if he left and went elsewhere like he ultimately chose. Yeah. Right. Well, Scott, let me tell you something. We sat... We sat at Hooters for no less than three hours. You can imagine with the food on... And we love their food. It's great food, but you can imagine... I hope with the you food, put it on his tab. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we should have done that. But with the food there, you can imagine the calories that we ingested, that we that we drank. Um, and it just got uh, progressively... calories, too. Yeah, it was just... It was not good. And this morning was even a little more rough. I won't get too graphic with the details, but... <laughs> It just—it was just heartbreaking for him not to come, and then especially when we messaged you and you kind of shot us a DM right before you tweeted it out for the world to see. But I mean, when I seen I did he give ain't you guys the heads up, I did. Yeah, when yeah. it said he ain't coming, I—I I was very upset. I think I stuffed another two or three chicken wings down my down my gullet at that point. <laughs> and credit to you because we we never we said you never lied to us before and you wouldn't start now, so we just left without even thinking about waiting any longer. Yeah, I didn't want you guys to waste your time, especially since you had a long drive ahead of you. I mean, an hour is not bad at all, but it's also something after you've been drinking and sitting on your butt, stuffing yourself with chicken wings last night. That's the last thing that you want to do after doing that. Right? And cheesecake. There was cheesecake to be had. There were different kind of shooters. Uh, they had some cheesecake shooters. It was just a rough day, okay? Yeah, it was. I would never go to Hooters to get cheesecake. It looked so good when I walked by it, so I just had to get it. I will vouch for the now, cheesecake. Now, did you guys get the Lance special while you were there? What's what that? that? It's just his order, which is 30 breaded Samari wings with lots of ranch. Dang. Damn. 
30? He's had some rough mornings too then, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's what he gets every time he goes there. And he either sits at that middle table in the shape of Indiana, or right when you walk in, there's a couple of booths right behind kind of the reception area desk. Yep. And if he's by himself, that's where he sits. Love it. Next time we go there, that's what we're ordering. Yeah. All right. Um, So before we get into more Lance talk, I got to ask you, what were your thoughts on that blowout win last night by the Pacers? Wow. Uh, for one, what a what a terrible effort we saw from the Lakers. And that's where you can see how a team can get bogged down and mentally um, bothered by this time of year when you got the trade deadline and the speculation. And these guys, as LeBron pointed out last night in the locker room, he's like, look, young guys are always on their phone, but so is he, right? But <laughs> as part of that, they're seeing everything. They're seeing reports. They're seeing people tag them and mention them and, hey, get off our team, those sorts of things. And that's that's troublesome to a team like this where they're, you're always on pens and needles anyway just because you're playing with LeBron. There's a lot of good with, that comes with it, but there's also some challenges, and that's one of the challenges. So they didn't play very well at all. But I also want to give the Pacers credit. I thought they did several things well. For one, they started the game tremendously well, and that was in large part motivated by their poor start in Los Angeles at the end of November, where I think it was 38-15 to 15 after one, and they never had yeah. a shot uh, after that. I think they had nine assists on 11 field goals to start the game. They just played really well and won all the 50-50 balls. And then something that you cannot predict or, or whatever is their three-point shooting. It was remarkable and really the best they've ever done in franchise history uh, if they would have made one more. Um, so those were the couple things that really stood out to me. Um, so now they're on that three-game win streak after losing four straight after the injury. So, Scott, i got to ask you, are the Pacers back? I will say no, not yet. Too small of a sample size just yet. But I, I like where they are trending. I think we all are enjoying the basketball they're playing now more so than the previous four, which was just like pulling teeth. But, uh, well, you know Lance, you know, pretty much just as well as anybody in the state of Indiana, I would say. Um, So Indiana basketball legend Lance Stevenson back at the Fieldhouse last night. How were his spirits? Just speaking straight to Lance, not about the fans and how they reacted to him, but how were his spirits about being back home in Indiana? Like normal, the first word that jumps out to me, guys, is emotional. And that's good and bad, right? It's like going back and seeing your ex-girlfriend happy, but they also like seeing you too and those sorts of things. And so when he walked in after going through the, you know, the magtrometer that we all have to go through at these games, he was hugging the security guard. He turns the corner, there's another security guard. And then he continues to just run, in people, run into people all day. When he took the floor, I was right behind him. One of the first people he saw was the Pacers head strength coach, Sean Wendell, and they went over and had a laugh. And so for him, to me, it was like he returned to high school where you have all kinds of great memories and and you see those special people, but you both had to move on with your life, even though you maybe weren't quite ready to. Right, and that leads me to my next question. Do you think Lance regrets leaving the Pacers for a second time? Oh, I do. I always do. I, I think there's so many things that go into it. And there's can be people talking with him. Although this in this instance, I do a little bit understand it because I think it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to play against, or excuse me, to play with the best in the world. And again, you take the good with the bad. But that would intrigue me. I will say, as a player, 
to just to see what motivates him, to see how he plays. Um, that's fascinating to me, um, much more than playing in Hollywood, being in L.A., playing at the Staples Center. So part of that I get. But I also, if I was Lance, I would understand how much this city and this fit more than anything has meant to his career. I mean, there was a time when no one was calling. Um, what would it have been? A year, almost two years ago. Yeah. And he was sitting in his bed rehabbing from an ankle injury, grade two ankle injury with Minnesota. And he was pondering to himself, am I ever going to be playing in the league again? He said that was rock bottom. Well, he came to the Pacers and rose back up nearly to his starting role, back where he was. I, I wouldn't risk taking a step back like he did. Yeah, we all know about the Hooters fiasco by now. Did you? How did you find out that he wasn't going to Hooters? Did you talk to him after the game in an interview? Did you see his reactions by any chance? Yeah, so I, after the game, I listened to Luke Walton. Then they opened the doors to the locker room. And I went straight to Lance's locker and started to talk with him while everybody else went and talked with LeBron. So I had Lance for about five minutes by myself before everybody else came over and we started interviews. And so we were just shooting the shit, having a good time, and, you know, just catching up a little bit. Yeah. And I go, oh, do you realize how big a deal this Hooters thing was? And I think he was honest. He was like, no, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Like, Dang. you realize there are people outside in line at your Hooters right now. Oh, really? Oh, man, I can't even do that anymore. <laughs> and so that's how I found out. Dang. Oh. Does, I gotta ask, does he know that we named a podcast after him? Did that come up in discussion at all? I will admit it did not, mainly because I was very sensitive with my time with him because there was a PR gal looking over our conversation yeah. the entire time. That makes sense. And that's what happens when you play in a big market. Yeah, is there a, how was the feeling in the locker room, the Lakers? Because a lot of those guys, you know, have heard that they might be traded. Was Could you tell that, like, it was weird? We all saw that picture with LeBron sitting at the end of the bench that looked kind of strange, but... Same time, you might think that they were those guys were just checking in the game. Maybe he didn't realize he was alienating people. I don't know. And, and, and LeBron didn't even have his wine on the bench like normal, so yeah. we knew something was up. He didn't have his what? I'm sorry? His wine. You know how he has that oh, nice yeah. cask yeah. of wine. So we knew something was up. He didn't have the wine. He was sitting far away. It was just. It looked like a tough tough place to be that night. He might, might as well brought out the wine because he didn't play in the fourth quarter. And neither did most of the Pacers as well, outside of Boyan, who I think played four minutes. But to the locker room uh, where the Lakers were, it was, it was very quiet. You would have thought they had just lost their 10th straight game. and The guys weren't really talking to each other. Um, they were kind of just minding their own business, showering, kind of getting out of there. LeBron talked with a huge scrum. Then everybody came over to Lance. I think they moved over to someone else, maybe Kuzmo or Brandon Ingram. Uh, and then filed their way out. I didn't see much one-to-one or group communication amongst the players, but that's not necessarily um, out of the ordinary, especially, especially after a loss, because everybody handles a loss differently. All right, last Lance question here. Do you think Lance is the most beloved role player in Pacers history? I was thinking about this last night, because it's a, it's a strange appeal a little bit, right? The, this kind of wild... <laughs> city ball kid out in New York. Like, why Why do Indiana fans who are purists when it comes to basketball just become fascinated with them? And, and I still don't think we completely have the answer. But I, I don't think it's – I think it is fair to say that Lance has been arguably the most beloved pacer in the last decade, even past Paul George. Mm-hmm. I mean, I part of that was how it ended, right? 
Um, however, I will say what we've seen with Victor over the last year and a half, I think, has easily surpassed Lance. There's just so much buzz around Lance and anything that he does. It has truly become fascinating. That's one of the big reasons I wanted to write about him yesterday. I think from just a fan perspective, and we got you got three of the biggest Born Ready fans right here, it's just the fact that he played hard every night, in night in and night out, and he wasn't scared to go after LeBron. Everybody hated LeBron at this point, and he was the guy going at it. As stupid as that was at times, as foolish as it seemed, it's just this guy, you could just feel and see the passion, and no one lighted up Banker's life as much as he did. The thing I appreciated that he does is he never backed down from a challenge. Yeah. And so he always looked forward to the matchups. And I've repeated this line, and I'm going to do it again, but he, he truly believes every time he's out on the floor, he is the best player. And part of that he laughs at, and part of that's like, you know what, that's why he's here. That's why he rose to this level despite various circumstances and maybe not having the, the most complete game or you know the best handles or whatever you want to say. This dude has that mentality, and having that mentality is more than half the battle. You mentioned I, there's there's prediction time here coming up, and we know you love predictions, so I know you're looking forward to that. But uh, this would be coming from you, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be. Um, but I noticed you said that you you were kind of you kind of waited around, talked to Luke Walton. Um, you know, did you think maybe did you were you like a shark in the water, just kind of waiting for him to you know? Magic strolling in and just casually telling him, "Hey, you're fired after that," and uh, or just LeBron walking over and just being like, "Hey, you're done." And uh, I mean, did you have any feeling that could happen? Because literally, we were watching this and we were like, 40 points. Your best players sitting forever away from everybody. They're clearly not trying on defense. Like, did you think maybe that could be the night Luke Walton finally got fired? And we like Luke Walton, by the way. So it's nothing against him. I, I would not have been surprised with it, actually. I was talking with a couple of people about it after the game, and I was like, as you kind of mentioned, this has a feel where you wake up in the morning and there's a change made. We've already dealt with this a little bit. I think it was like the second week of the season in Cleveland. Yeah. I woke up, and on my drive home from Cleveland that day, that morning, I got the alerts that Ty Lue's time in Cleveland was over with. And it was kind of the same thing. If, um, after a terrible start, they went through this, um, bad showing and then had a bad loss to the Pacers. and So, no, it would not have surprised me. Um, but to that end, I, I don't think I would not expect LeBron to make a public showing of it. He certainly does have power, but everything I've heard within organizations where he's played is that he's not outward about it. And so he may use that power, um, but away from the team. And it may be on the phone and stuff. It's not like he's in the locker room saying, hey, Luke, I got to shut up, right. those sorts of things. Cool. Well, in, hey, in your article, the reason I kind of mentioned Luke Walton, you, you mentioned that Luke Walton does not like the air guitar. What the hell's up with that? Who doesn't love the air guitar? <laughs> I'm kind of pissed. I, I, I don't think Nate McMillan honestly did either, and I think this is just a coaching thing. It's don't celebrate the last play, move on to the next play, and that's why these guys don't like it. But it did surprise me. I don't remember hearing that. Um, from Luke Walton before, but the thing I noticed about the air guitar and what it did was it was a common bond for everyone on the team. Right. And it, I'll give the Lakers so sh- their digital department credit. They, in my mind, easily have the best department, probably because they have the most resources, money, cameras, whatever, what, what have you. But they probably posted the air guitar, video, gif, whatever, of Lance, and it's outstanding almost every game. And then you see, like, LeBron doing it on the bench. And then you see several guys doing it. 
And I, I read into things like that and how I don't think it's mocking of Lance. In fact, it's like, all right, this is this this dude's kind of weird. This is his quirk. We all are weird in some way. Let's just embrace his. And for a team that's kind of a bunch of misfits right now, bringing in a guy like Lance on a one-year deal, I thought that was kind of cool, actually, how they rallied behind that. Luke sees it otherwise, though. When he shakes those hips. <laughs> I, I don't know what more you could – I mean, I don't know what you could hate about. When he shakes those hips and gets those hips going – I mean, it brings the best out of me as a person. I know that. Oh, yeah, when he hits the three and drops drops it low a little yep. bit. Yeah. Hips don't lie. But, all right, here we go. The, the, the moment all of our fans have been waiting for. The final question. The final question. This is the Agnes. Anybody the... else have one? <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> I know where this one's going. So we have the Agnes Thomas prediction time. And yeah. so the trade deadline is hours away. Do you see the Pacers doing anything with the roster, rolling with the group they have now to finish the season? And follow up, what number will Anthony Davis be wearing in Indiana? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not happening, obviously, because he would not resign here, so it's not even worth the Pacers' um, time. They have to be realistic about all this. And this is one reason why I think investigating Mike Conley like they have been is important. And it's because the Pacers have to consider this. Come free agency in July, can they get a guy of similar value through free agency? And I think right now, generally, that answer is no because it has been no. And and it'll be no until they can change that, right? And so if they want to get that maybe uh, that similar type playmaker, that second or third playmaker that Kevin Pritchard and this Pacers team has been wanting, maybe it's time to pony up for a, a trade and get that unhappy star um, away from a team, even if it costs you a first-round pick. I mean, I'm not one that likes giving up picks, but consider this. You had a couple of years ago, 2000, I think it was 615, Thad Young for essentially Karis LeVert. I would do that deal every single time over again. Right. And that goes for a multitude of reasons. You get the veteran presence, you get the production, you get the leadership. And for a guy, whether it's Conley or someone else, it would be the same way there would be an immediate value right there with Conley over, say, a draft pick that, I mean, even look like a guy like Aaron Holiday, who's um, played many years at UCLA, came out, and he's playing well, but it seems like he's still probably two years away from being maybe the player that they expect him to be. So I think it's important for the Pacers to realize what they want to be about and go after it. I could see something getting done with Conley, but at this point, I'm still pinpointing it as unlikely. Otherwise, they, they could still get involved as it relates to dumping contracts, but I don't think that gets them very far. Maybe a second-round pick, and how many more picks do they need? They need quality assets, not just a ninth guy in the rotation. Right now, they could use another starter or another um, playmaker, maybe a guy to fill the void until Victor gets back because we don't know when Victor will be back. This is a terrible injury that he is rehabbing from. Um, so those are all the questions that, that Peter, that Chad, that Kevin all have to talk about right now. Yeah, I was, I, we were praying, preaching to try to go after Tobias Harris. I don't think we would have came close to matching what Philadelphia was willing to give in terms of picks and young assets. But um, we, we had seen a report there where when Indy checked in on Conley, the asking price was basically a young player and we're assuming that's Aaron Holiday because he specifically says A.H. So, 
a young player and an expiring contract and maybe a first round pick. Would you be cool giving up Aaron Holiday? Because he's really he's really impressed us. Last night we were hell no, we're not trading Holiday. And then they're like, well, you, you got to give up Holiday if you're going to get Conley. And now we're like, eh, I don't know what we want to do. So what do you think about that? If it's a first round pick, Aaron and some other piece that doesn't much matter i think you have to this is a guy that would be an all-star if he was in the eastern conference and for the, it's been so difficult really impossible for them to get in get uh all-star through free agency all of them have been homegrown paul george roy hibbert danny granger victor oladipo look at all those mm-hmm. they've all been and i guess victor's a little bit of an exception although that whole scenario is still hilarious a little bit now after the fact Right. The Pacers have been in a part where they have to homegrown uh, their athletes, and so at that point, yeah, I, I, if it's only that, I'd be good with that. I would. I'd fear that maybe Memphis would have some leverage and try to stretch it out to two first round picks, Holiday and Sabonis, or some, you know something like that. In that, I wouldn't feel comfortable with. You would have to take Sabonis from my cold dead hands for me to give up Sabonis right now. I would go to Indy and just latch onto him and just never let go, honestly. But um, would you give up like Tyreek? Would you give up uh, a guy like Collison? Because in order to make this work, it's got to be like a guy like Collison, uh, Tyreek, or even maybe like Kojo and uh, Kylo Quinn. I mean, I mean, it's got to work, you know, obviously with the salaries. Would you give up a Tyreek Evans holiday and a first-round pick? All right, well, realistically – you have to consider what this is for. It's not for this year. You're not right. contending this year. You're probably not making it out of the second round right now at this point in the Eastern Conference. So the majority of the guys you mentioned right now aren't even under contract uh, after this year. Um, so, I mean, I, I, yeah, easily you'd give up a guy like I would, Tyree. Um, Kylo Quinn, of course. Yeah, that's, that's not a deal breaker at all. Um, you would hesitate a little bit, I think, to give up maybe two of your point guards purely for depth reasons, not even because of the personnel. Um, the Pacers, and with all this said, the Pacers do think very highly of Collison, of Corey Joseph, of all their core rotational guys. Um, but, yeah, as you admit, you're going to have to give up something or the, this won't get done. So I'd be willing to give up uh, one or two of those for sure. Even a guy like Tyreek, I do not believe he's in the team's future plans. I didn't like the signing, and I still don't. He's just not a good fit here. All right, well, Scott, we appreciate your time a lot. Um, so thanks for joining us. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. This is Scott Agnes with The Athletic. Thank you so much. We love you. All right, special shout-out there to Mr. Scott Agnes. Always great content from him. Predictions-wise, you won't find another guy better than he is, right? Right. I mean, Agnes he's, al- Thomas. he's always on it. And don't be surprised if the Pacers – don't do anything today because Scott Agnes predicted it. <laughs> All right. Now up. Twitter poll question questions. Not one question. Questions of the day. We're going to go through these questions we asked to our Twitter or Twitter followers. And then we're just going to segue right into around the association. First question we asked. Are you confident in the Pacers again? Who do you, what do you think this looked like? The options were yes or no, obviously. What yes, do you think it looked like? I think like? it was 65% yes. I would say that it's You guys closer. are looking at the poll questions right now. I swear no, to God, no, I'm not. No, I was thinking. I I'm was watching thinking, the 50, he is. 50 point dunks in the dunk contest. Jason Richardson just threw it down. Um, I, would, I would guess higher than that. I would say yes. Yeah, probably 70, 
seven percent. Hawk was on it. He it was at sixty four. Oh, sixty four. I thought it was up for sure. Yes, sixty four percent of fans are uh, confident in the Pacers. Again, thirty six percent say no. That's actually you know closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, next up, do you think the Pacers make a deal at the deadline? Why or why not? Yes, I think it's yeah. I, I'm going to say that's. I'll say 85% of us said, do you think the Pacers need to make a deal? Yes. I'm going to say, is what's the question? Do you think they need to make need, one? Or should they, they make a deal at the deadline? Should they? I'm going to say it's like 50-50. No, probably. it's got to be way I'm going to say there's a lot of people that just maybe just... All right, option one, yes, do it. 57%. Oh, my god. No, stand pat, 43%. That was the most shocking one that I put out here. Pretty close in these polls. Yeah. What? <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I, I thought, I thought it would be 80-20. That's piss poor right there, guys. All right, next question. What's more electric, the actual block or Quinn Buckner's smothered chicken call? What do you think this did? I'm going to say smothered chicken one at 72%. I'm going less. I'm saying smothered chicken one, but at about 62%. So you said how much? 72 Hawks closer by eight. God damn. This is bullshit. He's 4% off. You're 6% off. It was at 68% of people. Love the smothered chicken. Let's go, baby. I figured that one would have been more, too. I hate my life. <laughs> this one kind of interesting. Got 167 votes. Oh. Which upcoming free agent do you most hope that the Pacers will re-sign? Not saying that you can't re-sign all of them or two of them or three of them, but most hope. The options were Thad, Bojan, Corey Joseph, and Darren Collison. I think you can guess who the last two on that list were. So it's yeah, two re-sign? I'm just kidding. Uh, two re-sign free agents. They're going to be free agents I, this summer. I think Bojan is the number one. I would say Bojan, Thad, Corey Joseph, Darren Collison. I'm going to say Bojan at like 35%, Thad at like 26%. No, I think it's going to be higher. I think it's going to be about almost 50% for Bojan. Bojan, 59%. Oh, my God. That's way better. Thad Young at 34%. Corey Joseph, 4%. Darren Collison, 3 That okay. the You 3% so. of people out there that voted Collison, <laughs> you guys, get the hell off my station. <laughs> All right, last up, last question that we asked, then we're on to around the association. Would you want Mike Conley on the Indiana Pacers? I'm gonna say, and I'm going to go – I'm going to read these, read this tweet for you real quick before you guess. This is from Jeremy W. Miller. Oh. <laughs> Boys. Boy, boys, <laughs> why in the hell would we spend that much money on Conley's old decrepit ass? <laughs> Not only no, but hell no. I sent him, whoa, just take it easy, man. And he said, I got no time for stupidity. <laughs> and then he also said, boys, I keep hearing more Conley rumblings. I'm not happy here. I would hate to be in the Miller household tonight. Uh, shout out to his wife for dealing with him. <laughs> Anyways, what do you guys think this one got? Yes or no on Mike Conley? I'm going to say yes one out. Yes. I'm going to say it was like 78%. I'll say 65. So I kept this one open for a day, so there's still going to be change to it. But right now as it sits, 69% of people say yes. 31% say no okay. to Mike Conley. That's pretty reasonable. That's pretty reasonable. And I, you know, I was kind of, uh, and speaking a little bit more Mike Conley there, and I think we were going to talk about it more and around the association, I would assume. Yeah. I, uh, maybe, well, let's just go ahead and talk about it now then. I was kind of uh, off the Conley train. Um, but I think Scott Agnes and hearing from you know a few other people, I think I'm on board now. Uh, the contract's bad, but it is realistic. Who would the Pacers sign that is good as Mike Conley for the next three or four years? Probably no one. I hate to say it, but probably no one. Probably nobody. Uh, you have him locked down, big contract, and I don't know. I think I'm in for it now. How about you? 
I'm in for it. Um, I just really don't want to give away Holiday. It'd be a shame if they. I would not either. More. But then uh, that's going to really hurt Holiday's development too. So I feel like you would have to do something with him because. No, I mean he's I think going to be a bench player. Hopefully, Agnes Thomas hit this, the nail on the head. First off, you're trading for Conley for next year because we can't compete this year for a title. So you have Conley next year. You maybe move one of Col- you probably move Collison and or Joseph, or you simply don't resign them. And now you have Holiday as your backup too, with Conley as your starting one. I think that would be the play. Yeah, that'll make sense. I don't think it's going to happen. It just, won't happen. Why are you pissing on the praise? I just don't think it's going to happen. And if it does, then if we'll talk happen, about it. What would just, you do? This needs to be. Around I'm just looking at a picture of Boban in a small swimsuit, and the girl standing beside him goes up to his ribs. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right, that's going to wrap that up. We're going to go right into around the association. Are you prepared to turn off? Oh, we're hey, we're, we're going. Going. We're, we're doing it now. Oh, we're going to take a break. Nope, no breaks. It is time for around the association. Presented by the Shout out Hooters Indy. All right, Tobias Harris is now a 76er of the Philadelphia Eck. Uh, Highest Bobon and Mike Scott were traded for Landry Shamet, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, 2020 first rounder, 2021 protected first rounder from Miami, and two second rounders. Five players in the 76ers lineup now average 17 points per game, and the big four is their plan. Thoughts? Chris, I'll let you go first. The man. most important player that's not getting talked about is Mike Muscala. Yeah. You think so? No. <laughs> uh, I mean, good for them. Yeah, it's a good trade. Uh, it's a good trade for them. I don't think it makes them better than the Raptors. Maybe not. Uh, I think the Celtics will get their shit together inevitably. The Bucks are going to, once the playoffs come, the Bucks are going to fizzle out. They'll lose in the second round. I'm this could be it. the biggest trade to have. I'm calling it right now. Sixers could make it to the conference finals. Uh, very well could, but I don't see him beating either the Celtics or the Raptors in a seven-game yeah. series. So, like, here's my theory, though. It was worth it if it was them. I like a team that – sorry to interrupt no, you. You're good, you're good. I like a team that makes – they went out all out. They're, like, putting all the chips on the table right now. Yep, and sure. the Pacers would never do that. They'd trade for Luis Scola. That's their version of putting the chips on the table. <laughs> what we Anyways, um – yeah, I don't love it actually for the 76ers. I love Tobias Harris. Everyone knows I've I've been preaching him for the for the Pacers, but he's an expiring contract. Sure they say they want to re-sign him, okay? I would have my doubts on whether Jimmy's going to re-sign. I you know, so I think there's a lot of things happening here. I actually like Landry Schmidt. I love I love those picks that they traded. Um and it it's interesting. It's not only their picks. I think it's that coveted Miami 2021. You know, pretty much after all their, I mean, they could be Miami could be terrible. And I mean, mm-hmm. you, that you're getting a good package for an expiring contract that you were not even willing to resign to a max deal anyway. So I actually really like it for the Clippers. Yeah, it's definitely Clippers are just reloading. It seems yeah. like yeah, like they do every so often. Jason McIntyre, Hawks boy. What is that? <laughs> he said he's calling Jimmy Butler and uh, Kawhi both to the Clippers this summer. 
He's calling it now. He's calling it. We'll but have he also to check call, in on that. He also called Oladipo being the worst trade in NBA history. So, so shout out. Does Jason not have McIntyre. a good track record. <laughs> Next up, we got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, and some guy named Zubak. I don't know his first name. Ivanka. Ivanka Zubak. Good player. Two first round picks is the offer on the table to the Pelicans right so now. So will you say that again? Yeah, I want to hear you say Zubak again. Yeah. First name. Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, Hart, Ivanka, Zubak. <laughs> I don't think there's an N. It's Ivaka, I-V-A-C-A. And then two first-round picks is the offer on the table to the Pelicans. The oh. Lakers are awaiting a counteroffer or acceptance of the current offer last reported. Anthony Davis got on Instagram and liked a post that said the trade, the Pel- Pelicans front office has shut down Davis this week. That is going on right now. Do we think this deal's actually going to I'm going to flip the done? script. I'm flipping the script, and I'm going to turn around the association on you guys. <laughs> No. Okay. Can I do it? Yeah. I don't know. This has never been so, done before. Let's say you're in the we Western. Play the music let's, again? let's say you're in the Western Conference. Yep. And you got Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, and uh, who's the third? Brandon Ingram. Yep. Don't even count the other two guys in that equation. I like Ivanka. What about Josh Hart? I'm just saying those are the three headliners in that trade. Yep. Uh, do you think that you could have a team like that win for you? Within five years, even adding you know pieces here and there, do you think? Obviously, they still have to develop, but five years from now, is that a team that competes in the West? In in the realistically, in the words of Jeremy W. Miller, boys, hell no, I don't think that can compete in the West because they they're terrible now. Like it's a bunch of guys that kind of do the same thing, which is why the Lakers aren't good in the first place. Kuzma and Ingram are close to doing the same thing. Lonzo can't shoot, literally can't shoot. Josh Hart's a, a bench guy. Zubak was not even willing to go out on Turner when Turner scored 11 straight points outside. It's just, it's just, I don't think it's a great deal. I would, would you, would you rather have Jason Tatum? That's one of those. That was my next or, question. Or all of those. Would guys? you rather settle on that deal now today? Or bank on maybe the maybe getting Jason Tatum or the first in the off season or something like that. Something like that. Something better a few months from now. I just think if I'm the Pelicans, people keep saying they're being dumb, and you know honestly, I don't think that trade's bad. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but I think they're actually playing it very smart because if it was me personally, and I'm a pretty stubborn guy, I just let Anthony Davis leave for free. Why trade him to the Lakers? Make him wait another year and a half. Just let him leave for free. Go wherever he wants. Maybe he'll sign somewhere else. Because Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram, and Shit Brick McGee, the other two guys in the first round picks in the twenties, ain't gonna win you shit. Yeah, it ain't gonna guys. win you shit. Let him walk. Make Anthony Davis sit his ass on the bench for the next year and a half. He can go to Lakerland there in a year when LeBron's thirty, whatever it is, two years from now. Make him wait. This is like a, a bad fantasy football trade, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Give me Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to give you like six guys that don't play. And then here's Curtis Samuel as like the kicker. It just kind of just <laughs> yeah. feels like that. Like you're getting a bunch of guys yes. that could maybe win you a game in fantasy. But realistically, that one guy that scores over and over, he's, you don't want to trade that guy. And people use the word leverage. Like they're going to lose leverage if they wait. Which, you know, offers may, they might get lowballed. But people are going to offer up a good deal for one year of Anthony Davis. Yeah. I don't know. Regardless. I think if if I'm the Pelicans with the picks involved, I think this deal, I take it. Because why not? I mean, what else? If you, you think they're going to get Tatum, I don't think they're going to give up Tatum. If they could get Tatum. I mean, if they was on the table, maybe. They're not going to get Tatum. Danny Ainge will not trade Tatum. He's telling them he will, I bet. Oh, yeah. He's, but there's no way he's even considering it. This is it. like when you... When he's going to offer Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, 
what else they got? Terry they got some first round picks for Rozier. That's what he's. That's his Dude, offer. I can just imagine. This is the like when you're trying to get your dog to come in the house and you wave like a piece of meat and he's like sprinting towards you. You're never gonna give him that piece of meat. You just yeah. have to make him think that he's getting that damn piece of meat. And Proof. boys. Jason Tatum's that fucking piece Boys. of meat. Freaking piece of meat. Yeah, so it's that's kind of the discussion. Is that trade going to happen? Is that is, is Anthony Davis going to be a Laker? I don't think so. I don't think he will by the deadline. Maybe in the summer. I'm going to eat my words because the deadline's hours from when this drops. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to be a Laker this season. Next season, maybe. Okay. But hopefully not. Hopefully he gets Paul George. He gets sent somewhere. He likes it. He signs there long term. Listen, hear me out. I just... Plan just formulated in my head. If I'm the 76ers, I'm calling and offering Jimmy Butler. I'm offering whatever I can muster and getting him Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons. Jimmy Butler does not get that done. Jimmy, no, Jimmy Butler and whatever the heck you want. I mean, give him picks, give him whatever the heck it is. Jimmy Butler, I'd rather have Jimmy Butler than all of those pieces of shit. Yeah, so you're saying you want to trade Jimmy Butler for Anthony Davis pretty much and maybe a couple other things. Oh, definitely a couple other things. I don't know what those other things are because I just formulated in my head my big dumb brain can't figure it out right now. It would be interesting. That would be going all in for sure for Philly. Would you give up Ben Simmons for him? Straight up. Probably. Yeah. Now Jimmy Butler gets the ball a little bit more. Maybe a little point Okay. All right, next up, we got a couple small trades that went down. It's Fee McKay-Luke and a second-round pick traded to Detroit from the Los Angeles Lakers for Reggie Bullock, a spot-up shooter for LeBron to work with, maybe a trade asset. Who knows? Thoughts? Love it. One in Bullock for the Pacers. I thought he was a uh, I don't even know who guy. the other guy is. I heard he was, what, 37? McKay-Luke, wasn't he uh, on Kansas forever? How old is he? I don't I don't know, but I do know that he scored There's five no way points. He's 37. He scored five points. You said he was 37. Me? Yeah, someone said he was 37. I never said he was 37. No, 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 not you. I was making fun of Thon Maker. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it meant he was 37. I didn't. I never even heard of the guy. I don't know who he Speaking is. Speaking of the Pistons, the Bucks traded Thon Maker to Detroit for Stanley Johnson. Thoughts on that? Thon Maker's a that's like when you're like old seven foot point guard. That's when you're like when you shit out a turd and your best friend shits out a turd. And you trade turds. That's what that trade was. What about this one? Blazers trade Rodney Hood <laughs> with the Cavs for Nick Stauskas, Wade Baldwin, and two second-round picks. Turd? No, absolutely not. Trailblazers just got exponentially better. Uh, <laughs> huge, turd huge. for turd turdier. <laughs> Rodney Hood was hey. two turds. They got he got two turds back. Por- Portland won the deal. Not even close. Two turds. Okay, next up. Tyler Johnson to Phoenix Suns. I don't know what they got in return. Do you, it was like uh, Ryan Anderson or something. Yeah, Ryan Anderson. Yuck. Like, They're I mean, probably going to buy him out, I would bet. Baser? No. Okay. He can't walk. He's like, he's going to be, listen. <laughs> he goes out there and crutches. I'm being 100% serious. In like two years, when that contract's finally over with, and the NBA is done with Ryan Anderson, It'll he's, be the going, stay in NBA he's going to be the best damn YMCA player. <laughs> I mean, I'm being dead serious. No, yeah, he's like 6'10", pulling up from half court. I mean, He's going to run rec leagues across the country. No, no doubt. doubt about it. All right, John Wall out 12 months with ruptured Achilles. Wall initially slipped and fell at his home on the initial <laughs> injury. And this past January 8th, surgery developed an infection in the surgery incision. That just sounds like the shittiest luck of all time. He's out 12 months. He's due over $110 million these next three years. 
if you're a Wizards fan, you yeah, just, I, I think it's say, just off yourself. We think we're depressed right now as Pacers fans. I mean, just imagine if you were a Wizards fan. You're paying Jan Mahinmi. Shout out Jan Mahinmi. I love you, but he's overpaid. He'll tell you he's overpaid, but he secured the bag, so respect to Jan. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's just I mean, devastating. And how long was he going to be out before that injury? Probably the rest of the season. The rest of the season, but he probably would have been back for the beginning of next year. And he falls and slips at his house, and now he's out for at least the All-Star break <laughs> next year. That's just – I mean, I don't – Shit I, luck. I would, I would honestly consider – if I was a Wizards fan, maybe you start looking around for another team. I don't know. It's, it's hey, come that, join the Pacers. It's getting to that point. It was cracking me up because they were like, uh, somebody had mentioned a reputable blue check mark said, you know, maybe they just cut him, stretch out his salary. Even at a stretched out salary, it's like $18 million over nine years that yeah. you would have to pay. So you're just, he's just that's sitting not, there. That's stupid. It's never going to happen, but it's just crazy that contract's so bad. I, I said yesterday, this was one of our Hooters conversations, would you want the Pacers to give $1 for John Wall? And you have to take on that contract. All we have to do is give him being $1. injured now, too? Yeah, he's injured no. everything. Would you want them to no. give up $1 no. for him? No. We eat the contract, absolutely not. Just think, he makes double, not exactly double, but pretty much double what Oladipo makes yeah, right now. That's crazy. At least no, next thanks. year when the contract extension no thanks next up we got the dunk contest officially announced dennis smith jr miles bridges john collins hamadou diallo give me a prediction it's hamadou diallo i thought it was terrence ferguson i thought it was terrence ferguson too Man, I might have made a mistake in reporting. We'll no, talk you might not. No, you might have been right. You it was just a right. picture of a random OKC guy. We and, had been drinking yeah. with you by then. Well, and the problem was he had the ball. It says normally, okay. normally, we don't see other OKC players with the ball unless yeah. it's Paul George or Russell Westbrook. So I just wasn't used to seeing that. So Okay. Um, so I'm right and you guys are wrong. Yes. Perfect. Predictions. Uh, I don't what know. I, I'll be I'll be honest. It's it's going to be a bad – I waste my time every year. I say I'm not. It's. I just say I'm not gonna watch. It's the worst. It's interesting and to I watch. I honestly so think it's bad. like not that hype, but like it's. What else are you gonna watch? Mm. Like you're gonna miss the. Dunk and then contest, the or? worst part is like, well, don't get me wrong. When it's in India, I'm gonna try to go to something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like yeah. the worst part is in between, like the performances. Like they're just over the top. They're stupid. Slam dunk contest. I'm getting off topic. Let's just say Dennis Smith Jr. We'll okay. go with him. Your pick. I was going to be a Dennis Smith Jr., but I'm not now. I'm going with Hamaduko Diallo. I'm going with John Collins. I don't know how he wins, but he's athletically free. Wait, so who did we not choose? We did not choose Miles Bridges. Okay, I changed why my did, I changed Why did Bridges. TJ Lee not get the invite? <laughs> That's something we'll go over next. The three-point contest. This Steph is Curry, shit. Seth Curry, Damian Lillard, Dirk Nowinski, Joe Harris, Chris Middleton, Kemba Walker, Danny Green, and Buddy Hield. I need... Your prediction and the fact that there isn't one pacer on any of this all-star game. I don't even think we have like a rising star guy. No, from what I've heard. Is, so uh, Ben what do we Simmons think? is a rising star guy, and it's. I mean, he's still a rookie, right? Well, yeah, he's it's he's on his rookie. <laughs> yeah. People forget. Um, first off, let's address uh, Bojan Bogdanovic should be in the three-point. Absolutely, hit the damn music. Get Danny Green and Buddy Hield out of here. He hits the damn music and he hits it hard. The fact that he's not in there is just. Travis. I get Dirk, but Dirk doesn't. He doesn't. I know I'm cool with Dirk, but like go through the names. That's what what I'm gonna say. Go through the names. Joe Harris. No. Yeah. Yes. Joe Harris. He's good, but Damian Lillard. I think you have to. Steph Curry. Yes. Seth Curry. No. No. That's no. But it's the story. No. No. That's just a thing. I think that was fine. I think Buddy Hilder, Danny Green, but Bojan should be over them easily. Yes. 
I'm still saying over Joe Harris. His name is Joe it's Harris. It's fine. I know Dirk he's Dirk Nowitzki's old ass out of here. No, he's got to He go. won one title. I don't care. Which leads I want Udonis Haslam in the three-point contest. Which I'm leads say me no. to my prediction. Who's going to win the three-point contest? Dirk Nowitzki. Not Jesus. a chance. He might not even get 20 shots up. <laughs> he's going to be tired by the second round, but he's my pick. Jake? Uh, I'm going to mix it up here. I'm going Seth Curry. Seth Wow. Curry. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Kemba. Big game Kemba. This is going to be reminiscent of the Big East Championship where he just went crazy and then they won the title. Do they even? It's going to be similar. Sorry, I was yawning. Do they even have the skills challenge out yet? I don't think they're doing the skills challenge anymore. Do they? Usually they do. The last couple of years they've done one with like a WNBA player, an yeah. NBA legend, and a current Let player. me see. I got it pulled out. I'm going to read it off to you. Start talking about something. Well, I was going to say the West and East Souls cars, but I don't think anybody cares. And there's no Pacers. Okay, I got. I do have a skills challenge. Yeah, they do it East and West. Let's hear it. Uh, Luca, Trey Young, uh, De'Aaron Fox, Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Mike Conley could be a Pacer. Be a Pacer. So that's the one that they just dribble around and pass through yeah, the holes. Yeah. That one just sucks. Uh, Nikolai Jokic, uh, Jason Tatum, Kyle Kuzma, and Vucevic. So actually, no, they do three. Yeah, they do three or like guards and big men. I forget how they do. They change the rules. Jokic winner. You think so? Yeah. I'm gonna just go with Conley. Yeah. I'm going with Luca. I'm riding the Luca wave. He's gonna go hard. I feel like. So that's all we have. Around the association, I've been I've just been staring at my phone, praying to God there's a big move. I don't know, guys. I'm I'm a little nervous. We don't make a move at all. I don't think we are. I'll be honest. Hopefully, I'm wrong. My I'd like to talk about something. Yeah, final predictions. Let's go. Final Pacers predictions. My prediction: they do absolutely nothing, and they sign somebody on the buyout market. Okay. Wait, only. Or question. they trade a second round pick for something. Wait, only ten question mark. Wouldn't hate it. I bet he goes to L. A. Yeah, my prediction is as follows. Mike Conley will be a pacer. I'm just going to get bold with it if I'm right. Oh, shit! I've been on a heater with my predictions lately. So Who are we giving up? Give us full I'm not, I'm not. I'm not giving him the deal. I'm, that was just my prediction. Pacers jersey. I don't, I'm not getting into anything else. He's a pussy. <laughs> You're not wrong. What's your <laughs> prediction? Uh, my prediction is I still think we need to go get one shooter. Uh, gosh, dang. I don't. I don't know which one we need. One. Uh, if I if I'm throwing out a name, you're grabbing your Johnson right now at me. <laughs> this is just. This is not good. Uh, I would say maybe. Man, I can't even. Uh, this was a trick question. Maybe even a guy like a like a Terrence Ross. Still, I, I still like Terrence Ross. I'll say Terrence Ross to the Pacers, and we give up Tyreek Evans. Okay. Is that it? You guys think you're off the hook? I got one more question. Oh, oh no. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I just want you. I'm a. I'm just a regular guy on the street. You don't know who I am. But let's just say you're walking down the street. We're in downtown Indianapolis on a beautiful Saturday night, and uh, I'm looking for a place to eat dinner. Yep. I want you to convince me why I should take my wife to Hooters. Jeez, oh, the added wife. It's the... Well, I mean, I do. You After like, your experience there last night. You like intimate relations with your woman, right? Yeah. You like getting close to her, feeling, you know, her vibe, just kind of you know, just loving on her, we'll call it. Absolutely. There's <laughs> no better place to go than Hooters. With all of that like mental distraction for a man, if you can stay focused on your woman, don't give these 
these ladies any time of day, these beautiful waitresses. Just stay focused on your woman. She will respect you so much. You can just show her how much you are, and you're going to eat great wings. And the dessert menu is amazing. There's no reason not to go to Hooters, and they have a deal where you can get 16 ounces of beer and 15 wings for 15 bucks that we didn't know about at the time. And we got screwed. So you guys can get a nice little buzz, maybe get a hotel right after. Hooters is the place to be in downtown Indianapolis. My first question to you, and I'm going to look you straight in the eyes, do you need a colon cleanse? Some days, yes. Okay. Well, if you need a colon cleanse, I can speak firsthand and say that if you go to Hooters, you get 16 wings, a couple beers, you're going to be cleansing the rest of the day. And now, I know you're with your wife here, but there's nothing sexier than a clean colon. colon, Okay. Because she's going to hear what's coming out of you, and she's going to respect the hell out of you for it. Okay. And let me tell you what. Jalana, Najala, Najala. She's one hell of a waitress. She had great friends. They seemed very interested in us. They always wanted to make sure we had waters. <laughs> uh, they're very interested in waters, uh, beers, and they just—it's all about—it's all about the human interaction yep. at Hooters, and that's what I love about it. So, colon cleanse check mark. Who wouldn't want to? Colon and it's cleanse? cheap. I mean, it's a cheap day, uh, and there's no better place. Cheap. It was not cheap last uh, night. It wasn't cheap last night. Your wings were pretty expensive. Yeah, it all added up. I got an appetizer too. So you're saying, <laughs> you're saying if I went and got a colonoscopy, I could just go to Hooters the night before, clean myself out. Yes, hundred percent. Yep. All right. Well, we're gonna end on that note. That's gonna finish up episode Col- thirty-seven of the Born Ready Pod podcast. Special thanks again to Scott Agnes from the Athletic. Make sure you go check out his articles. Very good stuff. We are subscribers. You should be too. Scott Agnes, you owe us five dollars for the plug. All right, we'll see you guys later. Uh, we'll be back next. Or actually, no, we have another episode. Uh, Coach Light and I are going to be doing a recap of the NBA trade deadline. Hawks going to the game against the Clippers, so he Damn, won't be there. Sweet life. So okay. we'll we'll be back on Friday, and then we're gonna take a little break, but. Yeah, Stay we, tuned, guys. The we'll All-Stars need a break. The Born Ready to Pod, guys. That's right. Break. We'll see you guys soon. Peace, love, cold plates. <laughs>